Welcome to Dancing with Gravity, my podcast about seeing the world through the eyes of a juggler. My name is Cyril Rabat and I'm your host. I'm French. I've been a professional juggler for the past 25 years and this is episode number eight. This episode is about the interview of Firas Zahabi. I heard uh, Firas on Joe Rogan MMA show number 32. He's an MMA champion and an MMA coach at Three Star Gym in Montreal. And I thought that was uh, very interesting. He's talking about uh, training and his philosophy about training. And I found a lot of um, similarities between his philosophy, how he trains and how he coach and how I train myself and how I coach other jugglers with some uh, small... Um, it's not differences, but it's more like I'm looking at it from a juggler perspective and he's coming at it from a MMA fighter perspective. So I want to read you a transcript, like it's a short transcript of his interview. Like I took some notes because uh, I don't know how the legalities of like playing an interview on my podcast that I didn't do myself works, but um, I thought it would be just easier to like read you like an excerpt of this interview. So I'm going to go ahead and read that to you and then, um, then I'll talk about the different points and, and how I see it as a juggler. So here it is. When training, you should not feel sore. You should never feel sore. Let's talk about the rate of perceived exhaustion. Let's say the max number of pull-ups you can do is 10. You should not do 10 today. You should do 5. Because you're setting yourself up to work out again the next day and do another five. Then you move up to six when it becomes easy. And you go on like that. Because if you count, when you do your absolute max, you're going to be sore for the next three days. While doing only five every day, you end up doing more volume by the end of the week. If you add up, at the end of the year, you train more, right? It's when you do less, but every day that you're training way more than burning yourself up twice a week. The real, que the real question is how much training can you pack into the week? How much volume can you expose yourself to? In the long run, pushing the body over the red line, we tax the system. So by the time you become good, your body is broken. When I'm going in the gym, I'm trying to create fun. Training should be addictive. If it was addictive, everybody would train and everybody would be fit. Training should be a pulling force. You should want to go to train. It should be fun. If it's not fun, you're not going to be doing a lot of it. Uh, 
And if you don't do a lot of it, you're not going to reach mastery. I'm a big believer of consistency over intensity. Intensity should be once in a while. By nature, intensity can only be done once in a while. If you're going your max every day, you're actually not going your max. There is a cost of going to your max. Intensity by nature implies that you take a break. Because if you don't need to take a break, it means that you didn't go to your max intensity. You have general fitness and specific fitness. Specific fitness is to get better at my sport. General fitness is to keep me healthy, strong, and allow me to reach new levels of athleticism. That, later down the road, can translate to my sport. But if you just do your sport, your system is going to break down. Your back, your shoulders, your knees are going to break down. You need to stimulate some muscles that are not getting stimulated in your sport. You create atrophy of certain muscles because you're not really using them. When you tax your system and your system is in recovery, what can you do but rest? That's why great athletes in combat sports are amateur levels in the fitness world. Because if they were experts at fitness, it would have taken so much from their, their specialty. Body weight exercises are very easy to recover and are not costly neurologically. They are easy on the nervous system. They use leverage instead of weights, plus the stabilizer strength is unbelievable. It improves coordination. The champions are training for the long run. They never go full on and burn down and need the next day to rest. It is consistency over intensity. Intensity, intensity entails that you need to take a break. There is no way around it. So that's it for the excerpt. And uh, now a few thoughts about it like first of all that's awesome thank you so much um joe rogan for having such an amazing platform and interviewing those amazing people and thank you uh, firas zahabi to of like sharing that with us this is really insightful and and powerful so the few key points i'm taking away from that Uh, first first one is like the volume this is a really good point he's making like talking about you know like you go to your very max and you do like 10 pull-ups and then you're gonna have to recover for the next two days because your body is going to be so sore you're not going to be able to move so then three days later you do it again so by the end of the week you did 20 Uh, pull-ups because you did 10 on Monday 10 on Thursday and then that's it but if you do five half of that and then you're not sore because it's just uh, you're you know in your comfort zone then you do uh, you do them every day by the end of the week you did 30 instead of 20 so that's a really good point like the volume overall you're doing more volume I think there's one thing he's missing though is uh, 
the idea that when you when you practice and specifically juggling, but I think it touches on everything else. I think it touches on like practicing music, practicing a sport, uh, practicing um, a skill, like whatever it is, there's there is something about the body that the daily repetition increases way more um, how we progress and incorporate the technique. Uh, the daily repetition is really uh, in, in and of itself. Because if you think of it uh, from a juggling perspective and just translate his example, uh, like the pull-up example, and translate it to juggling, let's say instead of like doing um, pull-ups, we're just doing hours of juggling. And it's going to be a little unrealistic because it's like 10 hours. But still, you know, like let's say you're doing uh, 10 hours of juggling in one day and you're doing that uh, twice and uh, twice a week. And then the equivalent would be like, uh, so it's 20 hours. And let's say you do 20 hours of juggling, but you're doing it like uh, you, you, you divide it by six and you do it every day. So... Uh, what is it like uh, three, three and a half hour every day or something like that. So by the end of the week, both of the scenarios, you do 20, uh, 20 hours over six days. But one, you juggle two days, 10 hours, and then that's it. And the other, you juggle every day, three hour and a half. You're still better off juggling every day, three hours and a half even though the volume is 20 hours by the end of the week, it's not the same impact because I can feel it. Like when I stop juggling for two days, when I start juggling again, I feel the difference. Like I, I lost some of the fine coordination, some of the very like the reflex the fine the very fine reflexes and some of the coordination that is like we're talking of like micro movement and milliseconds of um you know losing like a couple of milliseconds of reactivity but at at, at my level and at a high level of juggling when you're mastering the juggling it's a lot you know, it makes all the difference between being able to juggle 10 balls or not. The, you know, like at a very high level, we're talking uh, milliseconds and we're talking really, really fine uh, um, uh, reaction and, and, and reflexes. And when juggling every day, I don't lose that even if I don't uh, train so much. So even if I do like, for example, one day I don't feel great and I will just go in and juggle only, I don't know, like 45 minutes or an hour. An hour of juggling is nothing. Um, and when I do that, I maintain that level of dexterity and I, I, tr um, I help my... A capacity to have that level and I um, I I maintain it to the to the next day 
So if I don't do anything, I lose a step, like I lose my edge. And then the next day, if I don't practice again, I lose a little more. And every day I don't practice, I lose a little more. So when you do practice, you, 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 like you, you, how to say that? Like you're just the capital, you, the capital you have of like mastery of juggling, you maintain it. Even, even if you just juggle, even if you don't push. And that's where I agree, um, with, uh, Firas because, you you don't have to push every day. You don't have to go to your max. It's actually smart to not go to your max, so you have reserves and your body is uh, in good shape. So tomorrow you can uh, juggle again and you can practice again. This is very smart. Um, killing yourself every day and then finishing the day like you can't move anymore is not a uh, good start. Uh, for for tomorrow obviously the body is going to be sore and everything well i feel i think sometimes there is like a positive soreness like some of the muscle can just needs to get used to moving so much and so it's like a healthy way and actually working out on top of that healthy soreness makes it just go away but there's a fine limit here and uh, in circus, we have the tendency to push to the max and just the next day be really sore and just do it again. But then if you keep doing that over and over again, uh, that's when injuries come in. And that's where his point of like, by the time you become a master, your body is broken is a really good point. It's, uh, it's exactly what happened to me. Um, and I had to learn to correct and and um, understand the motions and understand how juggling works on a body level on an anatomical level and but also like um, how my my body works like how the body works in general but also how my body works how do I um, go about juggling because I think it's different for ev- everyone and we all have different goals and and that's important to know what are the goals and how who we are and how we can go about it so that's a very good point the the volume but I think the daily repetition is crucial that is and it's also scientifically there's an aspect about the neural pathways we have in our brain that every time you repeat a, a movement you have you like you have like uh, i don't know what it is specifically but like you're sending signals through your neural pathways in your brain kind of like electric signals and the more you do that the more the signals goes and at every time the signal goes through your brain it uh it makes that the pathway becomes uh, bigger and more fluid and so the signal can go faster within this neural pathways and that's how you become faster and you develop more uh, reflexes and and you're quicker and you have more dexterity all of that comes from uh, refining those neural pathways we have in our brain and this comes just about repetition and the thing is when you stop doing a movement 
those path neuropathways in your brain atrophies. They they just start they stop working, so they start becoming thinner and not as uh, lubricated in a sense like. Uh, not as fluid and so the information takes more time to go through it so then um, what happens like physically the sensation is that you're like it's gooey you know like you're juggling and suddenly you're like not as fast you're you're slower and you don't know why but that's because those neuropathways in your brain are just uh, not as sharp so uh, doing the same movement, the, the proper juggling movement every day, uh, reinforce those neuropathways and keep them um, like at their best shape. And that's why doing it every day has also like this impact from a from a scientific brain perspective. So that's the first point. Another point I thought was really <laughs> important is when he's talking about fun and making the his sport addictive because he's a cat uh, he's a coach and and um his point is like if if he makes it really boring or really hard he's gonna have to work so hard to have people come back people are not gonna want to come back and it's true that what's happened in like gyms or whatever like it, it's so painful that people just um, are not really into coming back because why would you? And I think it's the same for juggling and um, actually for whatever you do. It's like if it's fun, it's going to become addictive. Like if it's a fun uh, hobby or a fun passion or fun um, like just things you you want to do, Obviously, you're want to, you're gonna want to do it again. Um, I think it, it used to be very common that people had like hobbies and passion. Is it's harder today? Uh, maybe also because of our the the technology and and social media and how all all of that turned out to be now super addictive. Um, because those companies are making so much money on your time and attention um, that they're trying to always trying to figure out how to keep you engage uh, more and longer. But I'm not sure it's that healthy. And also it takes up a lot of time and a lot of space that people used to dedicate to like hobbies and, and things they wanted to master or things they want to become better at. But I'm digressing here. It's more like on my point of view as a juggler, it's important to keep it fun. And it's true that it's not that easy. Like I've been doing that for more than 25 years now. And and it, sometimes it, 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 seem, it's, it feels like, uh, you know, like a labor, like I'm going to just practice again. And I mean... I don't want to let it go in those moments be- because of everything I just talked about and that the importance of practicing every day. And I'm really, um, I believe and I, I, yeah, I believe that juggling is 
why I'm around, you know, and that's really what I want to share and what I want to teach and what I want to, how I want to communicate with the world is through my juggling. So I need to keep practicing my tool. I need to keep uh, being a, the best I can. But some days I, I really, it's hard because I just don't want to do it. But that's when like finding the fun and is important, like finding where I'm at and how to go about it. So sometimes I just have to uh, distract myself. For example, sometimes I have to uh, listen to a podcast while I'm juggling. So my, you know, my my attention is like following a discussion or people, you know, talking about a topic that I'm interested in. And I just let my body go through the motion, although I, I still need to be checking in my body to make sure like I'm doing the proper movements because uh, you know training and doing the juggling the wrong way is not gonna help me uh, progress or even maintain it's just gonna deregulate everything I have so I still need to be uh, focused but not the same way when I was learning because now it's really part of my body so I can I can spend, you know, like go through my routine and just listen to something else. But uh, for example, yesterday I, I listened to the uh, Bach suite, um, G.S. Bar, Bach. I don't know how you say that in English. The composer composed like the the suite for the cello, the sixth suite for the cello. I I really love those. I've been listening to those since I'm a kid. My father used to play them on the double bass and I listened to that, you know, during my training and that was a, a really good way for me to find fun because it helped me be in a state of mind and in a place that I find um, enjoyable and peaceful and very intimate. And then I have more uh, forgiveness for myself when I mess up, when I drop and I can't do it properly or I just have to repeat over and over again the same pattern because today it's not, you know, in, it's not in alignment or whatever it is. I, I'm, I create this uh, atmosphere uh, that, that is helping me. And I find this, re this is a... F this is very fun to me. So, and, and sometimes I listen to ACDC and I have hard rock blasting in my ears and it's motivating me. So it really depends on where I'm at, but that's a good um, reminder not to be in any kind of uh, blind routine that um, changing it up and being aware of where you're at is going to help you making it fun. And sometimes it's time to push and sometimes it's time to uh, do the minimum and that's okay. So I'm going to move on to another point, the point, his point about intensity in performing. And he's talking about um, consistency over intensity and he's saying that intensity is important uh, 
in his job because he's an MMA fighter. And obviously when he's going to the fight, it's very intense. But during the training, he's not pushing every day at, to that same intensity. He only does that uh, periodically during his training to just get used to it and know what's coming. But most of the training is very uh, consistent and on a lower intensity level so he can actually keep doing it every day. And I was like thinking about that and I'm, um, I mean, I agree because it, it is part of this theory of uh, uh, volume and, and like, you know, like putting volume first and the consistency of your, your training first. But the problem is that in, in circus and as a performer, um, sometimes I perform uh, 10 times a week. And, you know, like when an MMA fighter is going to do a fight every, you know, six weeks or eight weeks or, you know, every two months, I don't know exactly how it works, but I, I, I can imagine that it's something like that. Uh, I do 10 a week, twice a day, you know, it's like, so the intensity is daily, but actually uh, what I notice is that the intensity of my performance kind of like becomes the norm. So in that case, my max intensity is potentially higher but the max that what used to be my max and I was at my max intensity during my performance because I'm doing it so much every day, my body get used to it and that level becomes the norm. But that doesn't mean that I can, you know, from that level push even more because when I'm doing 10 shows a week, I'm already at my max what happens is that to compensate that I do, I spend a lot of time taking care of my body. I, I, I spend like an hour stretching every day. I spend an hour massaging myself every day. You know, there's like great tools, like um, take a, a ball and, you know, put it in, put it in your back and lay down on it or, or massage yourself against the wall or like there, there's so many tools now to self massage and, and give to your body. And, um, I ice my arms, are uh, once a week when I do that, for example, like, um, once a week I take a big bucket of ice with, uh, cold water in it and I plunge my whole, arm in it and I stay in there for 10 minutes and I do both arms and I, I just want to die when I do that, but it really helps. So there's, uh, I go to the sauna or, you know, like twice a week. Um, I, you know, there's a lot of tools that, uh, are there that are available to, to take care of the body. And, and, uh, so, so we can maintain that level of intensity. But the thing is, when I do that, I do only that. Like I, when I'm performing 10 shows a week, because of the time of like the performance, 
getting ready for the performance and just sticking around for the two hours of the performance because even though I just do my act, I still need to be there for the opening of the show, for the end of the show or whatever else I'm doing in the show. So it's time consuming. I, I just do that my whole day. You know, my whole day is about taking care of my body, getting ready, uh, pushing to the max intensity, doing the show and then calming down. And then uh, obviously uh, eating properly and, and having really good food and, uh, you know, healthy food that are going to help me sustain that level. So it's a whole mode, like I'm in performance mode. And that's where uh, sometimes you don't have a choice. Like as, as a performer, uh, when there's so many shows and sometimes you don't have a choice, you, you know, like show must go on. You just have to go on stage and do your job. But there's a lot of tools around the performance, as I just said, like to take care of the body and make sure you actually can sustain that. And that's where um, I learned a lot, just hurting myself and uh, being in pain or, or like being borderline. I couldn't perform anymore and just having to find solutions. And so there's a lot of solutions. This is a good topic actually to dive into and talk about all the resources to like take care of your body I'll um, I'm gonna take a note about that and talk about that in a next episode so another point uh, was like he was talking about like general fitness and he made a difference between specific uh, training and general fitness, like general training. And that's a really good point uh, when he's talking about, you know, like w any sport. It's it's very rare to have a sport uh, that's like really working the entire body, uh, like every muscle and every opposite muscle, you know, like basically like you have you you everybody knows that like you have your biceps in your arm like in your arm your biceps makes that you can actually uh you know take something on the table and bring into your mouth like this is the biceps of your of your arm and then the opposite muscle is the triceps the one on the opposite of the biceps and it's extending your arm that that's what you can extend your arm with and so those two are very important in juggling because we're doing that all the time. We're like, you're moving your hand up, that's the biceps, and then you have to um, catch the ball and, and, and move your hand down, and that's your triceps. So if you're not conscious about that, for example, in juggling, we're using mostly the biceps because the, you have to lift your hand up to throw the ball but to catch the ball you can be very lazy and just let the ball fall into your hand although that's not what I recommend I recommend absorbing the ball and having an active motion of like lowering your hand to engage your triceps but you have to be conscious about it and do it consciously because you don't have to do it you only have to use your biceps to go up and so that's a, that's a point, for example, that in juggling, you, you don't really use your triceps. You can if you're conscious about it, but you don't have to. Biceps you do. So, 
for example, for jugglers, it's very important to do push-ups because push-ups engage the triceps and makes them stronger. And uh, working on your triceps and making them stronger gives you more muscular mass and more control, like a sense of like, oh, I know how this muscle work because I'm actually work doing it in, in my push-ups. And so I, I, I feel that muscle. I know that muscle. I know where it is, who it is, and I can actually um, tap into it and, and, and have my muscle be part of the movement. If you don't do any, anything specific to engage your triceps outside of the juggling, it becomes very difficult to engage it inside of the juggling. And I think uh, that's what he's talking about when he's, you know, like his specific specific sport, which is like wrestling and jujitsu and all that to, to be an MMA champion, actually uh, does not require him, for example, I don't know, to jump or does not require him to uh, do maybe bend over, like bend his back backward or whatever, you know, like there's movement you just don't do part of this sport so doing general fitness will engage all those muscles and movements that you're not doing in your specific sport and for jugglers it's critical it is really critical because we are um, using the entire body when we're juggling that that's the goal like that's my philosophy is that we do stand on our feet so we're standing up and juggling and we're using the entire body in each and every movement of juggling but it's not a given you can totally uh, totally be uh, standing up and slouch and not engaging your core your abdominals your legs your your shoulders whatever and still be juggling three balls for example it's going to become more complicated once you start juggling nine balls Obviously, it's going to look like a mess and it's going to be really hard on your body if you're not engaged. But with three, you can. And it's like this reverse. Like I'm always seeing, okay, what do you need to be able to do nine balls, eight balls, ten balls, whatever it is, like seven clubs, uh, ten rings, whatever it is. Like how much do you need to engage your body to do that and then go backward? And then be like, okay, let's hold the same form. Let's have the same body posture and engage the same way your body with three, with the most simple thing. Because if you do that, you're actually teaching your body to be in the right position for later. But if you're not doing that and you're all slouched when you're juggling three, for example... How do you think you're going to be able to put your body in the proper position while juggling 10 balls? It's like your brain is going to be so overwhelmed. You're going to have enough to deal with with the 10 balls, not to have on top of it to think about putting your body in a position you're not used to. So you need to go backward, like be, look at, okay, what juggling requires at a very high level and then just all the time be in that uh, space, being in that, um, uh, you know, put your body in, in, in that fashion and, and maintain it.
this is the only way to progress faster and also to reinforce your body and make your body stronger when it's easy to do so, you know, because it's easy to juggle three balls and to put your attention on your body instead of on the balls because there's only three balls. So so you, you, you can do that. I mean, I can juggle three balls, my eyes closed. So then I don't have to look at the balls anymore. I'm not my eyes are closed, so, so the balls are secondary. What's primary is what I feel, and what I feel is my body. So I can make sure my body is in the proper position. And that is the base to build. But to come back to his point is that um, juggling is not a given that your whole uh, body is going to engage. So it's really important to do other sport around or, you know, like fitness or swimming or yoga or whatever it is that is going to engage your body in a different way it's going to reinforce uh your 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 muscles your articulations but most importantly it's going to uh, develop the antagonist the opposite muscles of the juggling muscles you need and that's very important to balance the body and um because there's also this um this philosophy that um, so let let's take the example of the um, um, bicep biceps again. So let's say I, I use only my biceps, and I did that actually when I was young. When I was young, I, I didn't know all that, and when I was juggling, and I was uh, I started juggling, I was very thin. I'm I'm pretty tall, and I was really really thin, and I had no triceps at all. I didn't have much biceps either but a little more because I was juggling but I had no triceps I did you couldn't see it on my body like it was the back of my arm was really completely flat and so I was only using my biceps uh, just because I was not even like conscious or aware of my tricep muscle and how it works and so the problem is that the more you if you do that a lot and you, then your triceps become atrophy atrophy you know like you get an atrophy of the muscle and that um, do not create a balance between the force that you have in front of your arm and the force you have in the back of your arm which means that eventually your biceps become responsible for both movement for the movement of like going up and going down because actually, the when you go down, you can also control going down with the biceps by like releasing tension in your muscle. Then your hand is just going to slowly go down. If you actively go down, then you're engaging your triceps, but you don't have to because of gravity, basically. Because of gravity, your arm, once it's up, is going to go down. So if you just go down slowly... It's actually not the triceps that's working to pull your arm open. It's actually your biceps that's working to refrain the arm to go too fast. So at that point, I'm working my biceps in both directions. I'm working my biceps both up and down, which means that my triceps is completely atrophied and is not engaging at all in my, in my, in my motion. So when I'm doing that, I'm actually putting way too much um, pressure and stress on my biceps because he's doing the job 
he's going he's doing twice the job basically and that's how you create injuries that's how you create tendonitis and that's how you 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 know your your bicep take way too much load and um cannot relax also you know like when the opposite muscle uh get in the game and like start working the biceps can start relaxing because the opposite muscle is doing its job so when it's not your biceps is like constantly at work and and then you overwork it and there's no way you can relax and that's where you create problems and that's a very simple example like biceps triceps like it's it's simple like your arms go up or down but we have that in our entire body like our entire body is created like that there is always a, a muscle like doing the movement in one direction and another muscle antagonist muscle doing the same movement on the opposite direction it can be really complex for the shoulder for example because our shoulder can go in so many direction that there is many many muscle inside there and it's much more complex but it's the same principle so juggling really works and tax a very specific chain of muscles uh in our body that is mostly in the front of our bodies uh going through like your neck and your in the front of your shoulder your biceps uh your forearm and a little bit of your your pecs and and your abdominals it's mostly in front you don't it doesn't uh engage so much the back so reinforcing the back and the rest of your body is going to help you be in control of that of the rest of your body and engage the body in its entirety while you juggle this is the key uh, to be a healthy juggler and the last uh, point was about body weight exercises which is called like calisthenics and um it's just to be using your body for um doing musculation and you know like yoga is calisthenics in some sense because you're using your body to be in position and either stretching or reinforcing your body uh but you know like push-ups are calisthenics uh pull-ups are calisthenics uh doing a squat is a calisthenics so there's so many movements like that like laying down and being in a plank um you know you can do a plank on your back you can do a plank on, on your belly you can do side planks on your shoulder or on your arm on your hand excuse me and all those movements and there's a lot of those movements it's very easy to find those all those movements are very healthy uh for the reasons he said like it's uh it's not taxing on the a nervous system and it helps you um develop coordination because uh, musculation with weight can you know reinforce specific muscles but they're not engaging the body as a whole or at least if you're not aware of it because you can engage your body as a whole when you do uh musculation with weight and you should but it's like juggling it's not a given you you can totally relax all of your body and 
only engages your biceps when you're doing a curl or whatever it's called with a weight, you know. So you don't have to, but you can and you should. But when you do calisthenics and you're using your entire body to go through like movement that engage your entire body, it's really hard not to engage your entire body. Like it's it's made for that. So that's a very good point. And on top of it as a circus performer because we're traveling so much and we're ending up sometimes performing in weird places there isn't always like a whole gym with everything at our disposal so uh, it's really good to have this uh, movement available in part of our training because then you can keep training because that's the point like you need to keep training even if you're performing even if you're done with your studies even if you're done with your school even you're gonna have to keep training your entire life that's what a circus performer do is like train so the easiest the training can be the more you're susceptible to actually do it the other thing i use beside calisthenics is uh bands like terra bands it's like plastic bands so this is awesome because it's the weight is like zero and the space is nothing. And I have that in my juggling bag at all times. And I do specific movement to reinforce my shoulders, my arms, my pecs, my back. And it's very simple. You just hook it up anywhere at a doorknob or wherever you are or to your feet. And then there's a bunch of movements you can do uh, to, to stay fit and to keep reinforcing, you know, specific parts of your body that is good for the juggling so i think that's it i think i went through what he said and added some like i don't know touches the way i i see it and maybe the last thing uh he he said something about uh champions are training for the long run and and this is true this is true for juggling it's absolutely true for juggling like juggling is is uh, a long-term thing like it's it's a long-term commitment to become a good juggler what um what my one of my teachers said in 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 russia was uh it takes 10 years to do a good juggler you know under 10 years uh you can't be a master you know it's it's it takes a long time and and obviously 10 years training every day training every day and and uh there's actually a saying and it's like it's this old wisdom like juggling wisdom and it's i heard that in russia too and it's that if you don't train one day you lose yesterday's session And it's very accurate and it goes with what we talked about and the scientific side of it with your, you know, pathway, neuropathways in your brain and also like the the repetition and the muscle memory and just the fact that you maintain that level of dexterity by practicing every day. And so their saying was, you don't train today, you're losing and sabotaging yourself because you're losing yesterday's training session so 
when you train today, you're actually validating yesterday's session. You're making yesterday's session real and validated and, and, and in real in your body forever by training today. So it's like every day is dependent on tomorrow's training. And every day is, yeah, is relying on like being in this um, rhythm and motion of like training daily. Yep, that's it for today. Um, thanks to thanks to those guys. If you want to listen to the whole interview, I'll put the. Um, the link in the show notes and I want to thanks play juggling go there playjuggling.com they have amazing uh, juggling stuff and thanks to head on television for the music failure is an essential part of juggling but failing is not the problem the problem is not learning from your failures so please juggle fail learn repeat yeah.